You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Bellwether's podcast. This is season two and this is Matthews. Thank you so much uh, for taking this time to listen to our latest episode. So today with me, I have Laura Kishore. Uh, she's a corporate t- trainer, life coach and content developer uh, who's based out of Vizag in India. And she's one of the, she's, a, she's an amazing person who has uh, trained almost more than 500, impacted more than 5,000 in- individuals all over the world. And she's here in the broadcast sharing her ideas, sharing her thoughts and communication and a lot of stuff. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining Laura, it's it's such a great honor to have you today. Hi, hi everyone. So good to talk to all of you today and especially to you, Matthews. Uh, thank you for having me here and I hope I'll be able to talk enough. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I, I I am pretty sure you would be able to. So I have no, I have no worries in that matter. So yeah. So Laura, why don't you just uh, introduce us a bit for the audience? You know, what do you do and uh, things that you do, yeah, the corporate st- stuff and everything? Sure. So um, first of all, I would like to introduce myself. And uh, I'm someone who loves to give a lot of encouragement. So let me first tell you that as a kid, I was diagnosed as dyslexic. So everyone gave up hope on me and, uh, you know, nobody thought I'll make it in life. Uh, and I was actually, I think in seventh grade or so, I remember my dad was asked me asked to put me into a special school, but he insisted that, no, my daughter will do something, you know. And so I continued my schooling and I continued to fail very consistently all throughout. Uh, but then I got saved when I was 16 and that was a turning point in my life. And from there on, uh, God really put me onto a, an amazing adventure. I should say it's an adventure. Um, and uh, from there on, life took a different turn from me. And I realized that dys- dyslexia was not actually my weakness, uh, but it was my strength. It was going to be a part of, it's going to play a huge part in my story because God uses the weak of the world, right? So. Uh, I was chosen to, uh, you know, go ahead and talk to people. And here was this little foolish girl who didn't know what to say, who didn't know how to read properly. You know, when I tried to read, all the words would get jumbled up. And then from there on, I have now just completed 18 years of being a corporate trainer, motivating people, speaking to people. And my heart really, you know, wants to encourage people and tell them that if I can make it so far, (laughs) you know, come on, you guys are going to do amazing in life, you know. So God can take a girl like me and do something with her life, then uh, definitely he'll do something with your life. And so I'm now, uh, I've been, uh, I've done workshops for motivation. I've done workshops on leadership, customer service. Customer service is my forte because I started out in marketing. And uh, now I'm also doing content development uh, for a company called uh, Tata in India, a very reputed company. So now everything that I've flung, very big company. And the funny thing is, Matthews, life comes full circle. So all those subjects that I actually flunked in in school, physics, maths, trigonometry, guess what? I'm writing textbooks for them now. So isn't that amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah, so that's, that's a little bit amazing. about me. Yeah. 
Oh, all right, awesome. Yes. So yeah, let's uh let's get into the questions and let's get into more about communication because that's one of the things that I wanted to really go over today as a corporate trainer, you know, and communication is very essential in our daily lives, especially if you're in business or in in whatever job you are or whatever mm-hmm. field you are, you know that communication is actually one of the most important. It is it is not just sustaining, it is also one of the most critical things that you actually have to go over in in an everyday life and with with respect to where where we your field of work is so and how effective do you think and important is consistent communication in the corporate world oh it is absolutely essential there is no denying it that communication plays a vital role not just in the corporate sector but even in your personal life right in in any area of your life if you look you, you need communication but however uh as a corporate trainer, I want to point out something here and I want to take this opportunity to talk to anyone who's listening here that we have very conveniently taken people and put them into these two brackets of extroverts and introverts. And suddenly there's this definition that extroverts are excellent communicators and introverts are not. First of all, we need to break this misconception that we have here because uh, who said that introverts can't communicate? They can they can and never underestimate introverts. Okay, I, I don't like the fact that we kind of somehow uh, underestimate an introvert because they are quiet. They're very observant. They're very good with analytics. They're very good with uh, coming up with plans, etc. Now, on the other hand, extroverts, they can talk a lot. But are we making a lot of sense with the words that we speak? Right. So we've very conveniently put people in these two brackets. Now, when it comes to communication, what I would say is you need to see what your comfort level is, where your comfort level is. Some people are very good at writing. That is communication. Right. Now, some people are very good with speaking. Most often what happens is you look at the loudest person in the room or the most talkative person in the room and you say, ah, that's an excellent communicator. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because a person who's talking in front of, say, 10 people or 15 people may not be able to write an email that is going up, uh, going out as a communication to 1,000 people. So there is a strength that I lack. So there are different forms of communication. And I feel each one of us has to just assess where your strength lies. And then once you understand where your strength lies in communication, you'll be able to pursue your corporate career very easily from there on. Right. So I hope I've answered your question, but communication is absolutely essential. (laughs) Right. So uh, I have a follow up question. Uh, Were you an extrovert or an Uh, introvert? As a child, no. I wasn't an extrovert. And even now, I don't think I'm a complete extrovert. There's another category of people. Uh, it's called ambivert. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. And ambivert yeah. is a person, yeah, who switches off and on. So right off now, I'm, down, I think, yes. yeah, I'm an ambivert because uh, I still have that little bit of a introverted nature because as a kid, I used to read a lot of storybooks because I didn't have too many friends. So somewhere even now, I'm attached to books that way. And I still, at the and sometimes now what happens is I do workshops for the whole day so I'm talking for eight hours a day so when I come back home I don't want to hear my voice so that's when I switch on the introvert in me and I read a book right nice amazing right. so yeah you know, yeah 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 ambivoids are like well I've met a lot of ambivoids recently you know yes. who keep on switching from time to time yes but yes. yeah but it's, it's also amazing I think you know it, it has uh the best I feel like that would be the one that has the best the best of two worlds you know best of being an introvert yes. and best of being an extrovert and Absolutely. best of being an introvert I would say is like uh within within the ambivoid is like no you know when to speak and when not to speak when not and to speak the best of an extrovert is like you, you know what to speak so that's actually <laughs> kind of 
uh, I mean, to extreme sites, which I always uh, keep in mind. But moving Absolutely. on, so yeah, so you you, you as, as a leader, so you you run a couple of businesses, and you know, uh, and uh, you you train people all the time. You have you have different clients, especially like big time folks like Tata and everyone. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, how do you find yourself communicating bad or negative news to your team? And how do you do it? Uh, well, now that's a good question, huh? Now, I think it's, it's uh, as a leader, you know, you always look forward to the moments when you want to give good news. No leader, I think, looks forward to the time when you want to give bad news. But guess what? Looks like I was preparing for this podcast. So God wanted me to prepare for this podcast. So last week, I actually had to tell my team of writers that uh, they had to work over the weekend. Now, that's not news I want to give. So uh, I think over time, uh, the lessons that I have learned personally is when you have to give uh, negative news or when you have to give bad news, when you have to be the bearer of bad news, don't beat around the bush. I think that is number one, right? Uh, Do a little bit of research, uh, choose the right timing, definitely. Uh, You make sure that it's not at the wrong time, you know, uh, somebody didn't have their morning cup of coffee and you call them and say, you know, you have to work on the weekend. not too great, right? Uh, But then on the other hand, um, choose the right time. Uh, Make sure you uh, convey the message. Don't beat around the bush. Don't do small talk. Use direct language. And I think the most important thing is give valid reasons. I think uh, at this point, all of us understand that uh, if you want to be a good leader, uh, you can't just give people instructions and expect them to blindly follow you. Because if we do that, then that uh, becomes dictatorship. It's not leadership, right? So leadership, I think as a good leader, you have to give them the reasons, valid reasons, why you are asking them to work on the weekend. Make them understand that it's a team effort. Make sure that you are working with them on the weekend. This is just one example that I'm stating. But make sure you are doing the same thing, right, along with them. And uh, I think also, once you deliver the bad news, don't dwell on it for too long, Don't dwell on it for too long. Um, And once you end the matter, make sure that you are also open to answering few questions if they do have any questions. So I think that's the best way, at least from my experience uh, that I found that you can deliver negative news. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for, for, for someone who, I mean, as a leader, when it comes to delivering bad news, I am very bad at it. And I still don't know how to do it. So I think okay. this point just really helped me out, you know. And okay. uh, and how do you sometimes find the reaction of the people that you know? So let's say you, you share this with your team, mm-hmm. and uh, how like you know you would have good reactions. Like you know, how do you deal with the bad reactions or the uh, unhappy and unconvincing re- reactions? Okay, so you you you're always going to take a risk as a leader when you break bad news uh, in in a public situation. Like if you're talking to the entire team in one go and you're delivering the bad news, then definitely there are going to be you know those eye glances going across, and you know someone's going. And especially uh, <clears throat> you know you have to read the room. Once you read the room and you understand body language and things like that, uh, I think you should keep your end part, be open to questions part, tentative. If you feel there's too much of negative energy right now, then I would say avoid the public question forum, you know, uh, because then that's just going to open a can of worms for you and it's not going to be very comfortable. But if you feel that the room has taken it well, then I think you can say, guys, if you have any questions, I am approachable, you can ask me. But if things go out of hand, you can always politely say, hey, listen, uh, 
can we have this over a cup of coffee in my cabin you know that's that's always a great way to deal with it to take the person aside and answer their questions because sometimes what happens is people can digress from this issue and take it on to some other issues which have no relation with this current negative news that you've shared so sometimes you have to take them aside and have a cup of coffee with them maybe you will have to buy the coffee but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> you're right so yeah right so this is like uh, so i just want to uh, jump on this again so this is on a pre pandemic phase right mm-hmm. yeah so uh, how do you deal with in a, in a pandemic phase like you know since you don't see the you don't see like the faces or anything uh, how are you able to do that like you know it's kind of like you know yeah, i mean it's just a meet call most people don't even switch on their cameras so how do you, right. how, how how what are like what are some tricks in the book that you would recommend to do that Uh, one of the things that i've consciously done uh, during the pandemic is i uh, have taken uh, you know the extra mile with my writers and with people that i work with uh, even apart from work i stayed in touch with them you know because so- everyone is always in need of something and you know you need a community to kind of carry you through times like this sometimes somebody was uh, having issues with mental illness or somebody was away from home and just dealing with loneliness uh, you know there's there's a friend of mine who's also uh, my writer and um, you know she stays she stays alone so just checking on her sometimes and checking on how she's doing checking if she needs uh, groceries so i think when you develop that kind of a rapport uh, if if you can do that then that really helps all so for people to rally alongside with you uh when times are not so great also and i think that is um quite a successful step to take as a leader uh in such times when you want the team to also stand with you you have to stand with people for them to stand with you but as a leader yeah. you have to take the first step right so and uh, especially with bad news uh, during the pandemic especially like things like working on the weekend or you know for whatever reasons uh, the payment has not come through from the client so this week i can't pay you can you please be patient with me for two two days or three days till the payment comes through you know these kind of things what i've done is i've always picked up the phone i've always had a video call one on one uh you know or you know always just get in touch just pick up the phone and talk put your ego aside you know put all those things aside pick up the phone and say hey i'm sorry that this happened but please bear with me and you know people are actually understanding if you are empathetic and speak politely people are going to understand right cool yeah i think that that, that makes a lot of sense especially in a in a, in a pandemic phase you know where yes. you know i still work from all over from home and i i yes. i'm pretty sure a lot of people do and yeah. you know when you work from home this is like one of the greatest challenges like how to yes. convey a bad news and you know and yeah. sometimes uh if you do it the wrong way you are going to be mm-hmm. caught in the reactions of whatever they say and sometimes Absolutely. it never goes well so i have seen like a couple of calls where uh, where my 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 team leaders my bosses actually deliver a bad news and it backfires mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was like you know wow i i am not i am never going to do that it's going to be hard yeah. like, you know but i think that's something as a leader or as an entrepreneur or as as as, as, as you know any kind of a person you know you would you will have to deal with it some day or the other mm-hmm. you know the more you mm-hmm. the more you dodge it eventually mm-hmm. this is going to come and hit up hit hit you. so Absolutely. and you need to be prepared for that you know and you know right. and the way that you deal with the bad news actually makes a lot more sense because absolutely uh, you, you need to make sure like you know you, the morale of the team and the team spirit of the uh, team is actually maintained 
you know rather yep. than uh just uh, uh just you know rather than just a conversation so what that mm-hmm. you know what the aftermath of that actually matters and the, how you deal with that actually mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense and makes a lot of uh and i we understand like how you need to be you know as a leader yes. cool yes and i think that i think that's perfect you know what you just said you know don't be around the bush call a choose the right time, you know, be direct and, you know, uh, don't, don't, don't dwell on, dwell on it too long. Yeah. I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. And also one of the things that I, I really want to reflect, you know, you had to stand with the people for them to stand yes. with you, you know, and Absolutely. That's, that's, that's leadership one-on-one because you know, mm-hmm. if you don't stand with your team, you know, nobody else will, and you are going to be the first person who has actually do that to make sure that people do that. So, Absolutely. and you know, you're really as good as the people who you lead. So, definitely yes. that's uh that's that's actually gold so yeah i just want to go on to the next question so you know how challenging and like as a wife and a mother and you know and you want two businesses so mm-hmm. how do you how how challenging do you find uh do you find um to balance business and home you know i mean I, i'm pretty sure a lot of people actually have side business side hustles these days so and i'm pretty sure they all have this the this equation of balancing mm-hmm. both these things so how do you how do you successfully balance it and how do you do it so amazingly <laughs> i don't know if i do it amazingly uh, and i'm not saying that out of uh, humility because uh, there are days i fall flat on my face and i'm absolutely miserable and i don't know if what i'm doing is right or wrong so i'm not going to act here like you know i got it all sorted out I, i'm not going to say that lie but then uh, i think i can speak from my own experience and there's a lot of debate about this quote uh, that i've read some people say aristotle said it and some people say aristotle hasn't said it but it's a quote that is quite dear to my heart and i thought about it for a very long time it says the whole is greater than the sum of its parts the whole is greater than the sum of its parts and i thought about it for a long time and i said the whole is greater than the sum of its parts but when i think about my own life all the sum of my parts has made me whole right all these little little bits and pieces that i've seen from the time i'm a child has made me who i am today all my experiences everything for each one of us right so i think one of my earliest memories obviously of a wife or someone playing the role of a wife is my mom uh, she was an amazing homemaker she didn't have a career but my house was pristine at all times you know it was it was amazing and my dad was one of these people who just you know walked out on the street had a bunch of friends and just brings people home and my mom never complained because she loved to cook so this was my first you know memory of a woman playing the role of a wife right even before i became a christian before i knew anything about what the bible said about women and their role etc uh then when i got saved when i was about 16 years old uh my next experience was uh with my, with, with my pastors you know my first pastors and i so love them even now pastor deva and pastor sureka and uh pastor sureka was a role model uh she was a pastor's wife she had her own career she was working uh she had two little children she was a young mom she uh had her mom in law and not once i was i was just a 16 year old you know and i would walk into her house and i didn't understand at that point of time the impact that she would have on my life never once did i see her complain and we were these you know bunch they were they were a youth pastor so you, you you can imagine how their home is you know always with young people she's got these two little children her mom in law and you know she would just make up a dosa and she like eat it with sugar you know and we would just feel at home with her so that was my second experience and you know these women have played such a big part in setting that foundation without really preaching to me uh without really talking to me from a pulpit it was just their lives and seeing it unfold and my my uh, pastor is still a pastor and she runs her community even now in australia 
and she's still the same person 20 years down the line she's still the same person she's still the same mom she's still got the same heart for her community and uh, as things progressed i learned uh, how to balance life out now you have to understand i started working when i was 17 so i was very independent because i lost my dad and circumstances uh, forced me to start working very early so when i got married it was kind of a challenge to kind of come under submission because that's what the bible says because it's so independent i was running my own finances so when i got married that did become uh, a challenge for me uh, and in the initial days i didn't understand how to go about doing it but i knew one thing i knew that god asked me to submit to this man and i have to submit to god right so if i can do that if i can achieve that i know god will honor me as time goes by and a few years ago i uh, had to take a back step with my career because my husband got an amazing move uh, he was doing a huge project so we had to move to singapore so i had to take a break and i had my son that year and it did i i will not lie it did pinch me a little bit because i had to take a back seat and i and i built this on my own right uh, and so when i took a back seat that i i had a lot of time to think about things and nothing nothing great happened in the break but then after i came back from the break i picked up work i started doing things again i started writing i started doing all these amazing things and then something really nice happened uh, michelle obama's book was coming out becoming right and uh, they made a documentary surrounding the book and uh, i re- never really thought about much about michelle obama until that point of time apart from the fact that she was obama's wife but when i saw the documentary come out i was amazed that this lady who was very capable who was very smart took a back seat and allowed her husband to soar and then when he finished his term his final term as president she came out and she wrote this amazing book which is so inspiring to a lot of women and i saw him come to one of her book readings and sit beside her and he you know he he looks at her and he says today is all about you and that one moment was enough for me to say you know it was it was almost like god telling me no matter how many times you take a back seat to support your family you will always be honored for that god doesn't forget people around you may forget Man, yeah. but but yeah. god never forgets you know so all the times ladies out there if you're listening to me all the times you're taking that back seat and you're putting in that sacrifice doesn't go in vain because god will lift you up right and uh, the other thing that keeps me grounded my husband keeps me grounded i wouldn't be the woman that i am without uh, him he's an amazing man he's never said no to me he's given me wings to fly and he said go do what you want to do you know and he's very proud of me there are so many times uh, he's sitting in the audience and he'll be the first one applauding for me when i finish speaking you know and he's so proud i can see his eyes light up when i'm speaking from the stage so that is just such an encouragement uh, to me and i will close this by saying uh many years ago the ceo of pepsico uh an indian a brilliant indian woman uh indra nui right uh, i was watching her interview and this really kept me grounded and you know though it was it was um, from someone who was from the corporate world god really spoke to my heart through this message and i remember the day she got uh, the uh, news that she was going to take over as the ceo of pepsico and she was narrating the story and she said uh, that she rushed home to share this news with everyone you know she was just exploding with joy she wanted to share it with her family and with her mom who was staying with her at that point of time and she walked into the door and there was nobody at home except her you know 
Punjabi mother, traditional Punjabi mother. And her mother looks at her and she says, mom, you know, like in Hindi, she says, you know, I've, I've made it. I've become the CEO of PepsiCo worldwide, you know, and that's such an achievement for, especially for an Indian girl, you know, like that's big. And her mom looks at her and says, that's great. But did you bring the milk? And she's shocked at her mom, you know, she's like, what is this? I'm just telling you, like, your daughter has achieved things that people can only dream of. And she was very disappointed with herself. And she was upset with her mother. And then her mother looks at her. And this lady who is very humble from a small town in India looks at her and she says, you can become whoever you want to become in the world. But when you walk through these doors, you're going to be a wife and a mother. And then Indra remembers walking down the stairs, you know, getting into her car, going to the supermarket and bringing milk back and then sharing the news with everyone else. Right. So that story has really kept me grounded. And to answer your question, it is not easy on certain days. Uh, sometimes I have to take out time to be with my son in the evenings to go downstairs and play with him because he's a single child uh, now. And when I take out that one hour to play with him in the evening or those two hours to play with him, uh, I can't do injustice to my clients. I can't do injustice to my work. So I make sure that I put in those two hours uh, sometime later in the night. Right. Or I sit through the weekend and I put in those two hours of work. Uh, so it is it is easy to balance. And I think, again, I'll go back to your first question of communication uh, in a relationship where both people are working uh, in a marriage. To keep it successful. You have to communicate. You have to talk to each other, like even about this podcast. I spoke to my husband. I said, hey, are you OK with it? I have to do this Tuesday evening. How does your calendar look? So I don't know if you remember, Matthews. I said, hey, Matthews, let me get back to you about this. Yeah, the only reason is because I wanted to make sure my husband was okay with it. So communication is key, right? So you speak to him. I kept my son. I've I've empowered my son and I told him, hey, I got, mama's got to do this, you know? And he's like, yeah, mama, go motivate people. You know, he he's, I'm training him to be the next trainer now, right? <laughs> so so he knows, he knows that his mom is working, but he's, he's taken a promise. He said, after you're done, we have to go out for a walk after for for an hour or so so now after i'm done with this i got to make up time there right so that's how so that's how i think you balance it out and you make sure that you're not doing injustice you're not pulling out your hair uh, you're not yelling at each other <laughs> do it with a smile right and i think when you do it knowing that you're bringing your heavenly father joy it doesn't seem like such a burden for me at least i think when i know that i've hit the bed and my father in heaven is happy with me Today, tomorrow's another day. But today, if he's happy with me, then then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that's amazing what you just said, you know, and especially, yeah. you know, uh, the different roles that, you know, especially with the example of Indra Nui. And yeah. you know, you know, being a CEO, but you know, you know, you you cannot be a CEO. You are a CEO. You might be a top official. Yep. But when you get in the home, you have different responsibilities of a mother, of a wife, yes, or grandmother, yes. or an aunt. You know, the response, the you, these responsibilities don't change. And Absolutely. It's, it's pretty much stuck with you, and whether you like it or yes. not, it's actually yes. something that you have to take on in this lifetime. And yes. you know, and it does not like you know, a CEO position may change. Uh, uh when the ne- when there's a next market this year there's a company uh company fall but uh these roles that you have you know that's also of importance because you are training others you're training your family mm-hmm. like you said you, tra- you train your own son to be a next generation leader which is amazing yes. because you know <laughs> which is one of the things that you know we we need to do in, in this generation especially in my generation that my younger guys you know i see that 
nobody does that you know and nobody and i, I feel like that is one one thing needed because to train these young people young guys to become yes. leaders hey you have the potential to become one mm-hmm. now you are going to you, you know you, you need people to invest into them can mm-hmm. sow into them so that you know they believe in themselves and they take up the word and change the world so and you know it's amazing it's amazing all the all those points that you said it's just it is super amazing and i'm pretty sure uh, people especially women are being inspired by this by those uh statements that you just said you know the, 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 there are statements but they are coming from experience from some, someone like yours so i am ver- i'm very much sure that a lot of people are actually happy about that to listen to us so yeah i think yeah we we come to the end of our session but yeah thank you so much you know it was an amazing session with you uh putting dropping all those bombs in and you know how to deal, <laughs> how, how how to deal with people and communication and you know commu- dealing with people is actually a challenge but you know but with the right communication i believe that you know it, 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 you you can make it as simple as it is mm-hmm. so yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing all the insight that you had for all the experiences that you you have learned over these years and it's such an amazing time this session and i'm pretty sure people are inspired and they loved uh, and they love the session Thank you thank you so much for having me and allowing me to talk because I love to talk so <laughs> thank you for having me here and I must say I really prayed I really prayed hard that I would be able to speak about everything within the time that you've given me and I hope I didn't go over time so thank no, yeah, you so yeah, yeah, much yeah, yeah. Thank you for having uh, me, Matthew. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You yeah. are thank a you blessing. For accepting your, uh, thank you for accepting the invitation. You know, you're a blessing too. Right. All right. So right. guys who are listening, you know, thank you so much for tuning into Bell with this podcast. We are done for today, but you know, stay tuned for next week as we bring tomorrow, next week, something new, some new experiences and some new stories. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.